Hi there, my name is Kai, bringing you the fourth episode of the We Move podcast. Uh, you may notice my voice is a little raspy. Uh, fortunately, I picked up a virus. Kind of sucks. But today we're going to be talking about modern indigenous genocide within Canada. Uh, the reason I want to talk about this is because I don't think the school systems talk about this enough. I recently took a Native Studies 30 class, and the lack of modern events were entered the class completely dated. It taught nothing about current Native struggles, and that's why I'm going to be doing this today. There are many forms of Indigenous genocide, almost too many to name. Today we're going to be talking about three prevalent examples. It is important to take the information that you receive while listening to this and to do something with it. Whether it's research, protests, conversation, or signing petitions, uh, it's important to spread awareness and to commit to action if this is ever going to be stopped. Modern Native genocide is a problem. Inspired by the Canadian government in 1867 and upheld by organizations such as oil companies, social services, and even the RCMP. Native genocide is an ongoing effort to silence the Native community and reduce the population. There is a common misconception that Native genocide is the problem of the past, but be assured it is very much present today. This is because organizations rarely face consequences for these actions. It is through ignored murder, organized harassment and assault, and the unethical forfeiture of parental rights that native genocide is upheld. These are just a few examples. The RCMP. It is thought that the intention was to create an unbiased police force for the indigenous communities. However, the RCMP were actually modeled after a British police force created to control the Irish. Appropriately, that specific force has been disbanded. However, the RCMP still thrives to this day. So, what has the RCMP done? The RCMP has a history of not only ignoring crimes against Native people, but also participating in those same crimes. This is made perfectly clear when the history of lawsuits is revealed, one of the most prevalent being in 2018, with a claim uh, seeking $600 million. The claim, and this here is a quote, uh, the claim which names Attorney General as defendant on behalf of the RCMP alleges common incidents uh, involve officers beating, pepper spraying, shooting, and verbally abusing indigenous people. The federal government asked that the certification of the class action be dismissed. Not only does the RCMP ignore crimes against native people, but they also do participate. This is one case of many, many which are ultimately ignored. Organized assaults are the same way. Oil companies are capable of harassing and, and assaulting indigenous people without repercussion. I have a quote here again. Um, on the environment, Sikoas accused corporate industries of exploiting the land, 
water, and air in First Nations territories. She said the influx of temporary workers into indigenous communities as a result of extra... Oh, this word always fucks me up. Extra active projects has led to rising incidents of sexual abuse and violence. No charges were laid. No one arrested. There were no consequences because it never goes past allegations. Police never pursue leads and lawyers never take cases. That was in 2021. Two years later, everything is still the same with that case. Another thing that has remained the same in terms of Canada's goals is taking Native children away from their homes. Canada has a pattern of social services putting an unfair standard on the Indigenous community. This issue revoked a response from the government. In 2015, the OHRC released this statement as a part of a complaint response. There is evidence that indigenous, black, and other racial um, minorities are overrepresented in the child welfare system when compared to their proportion in the general population. This was just one concern of many. This issue's relevance only increased, and Bill C-92 went into effect on January 1st, 2020. It claims that reducing the number of indigenous children in care continues to be one of the government of Canada's most important priorities. It has, in many ways, done the opposite. The act also has no guaranteed funding for the program. There's no money in it at all. How are you supposed to make uh, the indigenous community's uh, welfare system flow a lot easier without putting money into programs that can do that. It also has multiple legal gray areas. The act also doesn't recognize the inherent right that indigenous communities have, and that's where these legal gray areas become a real problem. They seem to be undercutting the amount of involvement that indigenous communities have with the indigenous child welfare system. The idea that native oppression ended in the 1900s is entirely false. It is difficult to realize that Canada has its foundation entirely in native oppression. The models of authority in Canada are outdated and based in control. It's a time in which oil companies harass and assault indigenous women and children, and in the interest of land, it is ignored. As America overturns ICWA in something like a month's time, it might be less now, Canada will likely follow suit. Not a single aspect of Native culture is protected. Sorry about that, had some technical difficulties, but as I was saying, not a single aspect of Native culture is protected. The reason for this is because Canada as a government, as an organization, and as a country, 
originally existed as a means of indigenous oppression. Until we recognize that and actively fight to reverse the damage it has caused, Canada will never change. So what are some things that you can do? Well, as I say almost every single episode, the things you can do are just get involved, right? If there are any peaceful protests that you hear about, go to them. If there are any petitions that you can sign, sign them. If there are any conversations to be had, have them. That's what the Native community needs most. Involvement. That's it. Um, This has been episode four of the We Move podcast, talking about modern Native genocide. Um, Thank you for your time. Have a good day.